Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Don't you open up that window Don't you let out that antidote yeah! Popping pills is all we know Bella, my man, how we doing, buddy? Back at it, bro. Back at it. Harp is that? I know. I felt. I like just gorgeous. It's one of the mornings, uh, Tuesday mornings. I, I like to look in the closet and pick out a nice tea to come. And yeah, I didn't have many cl- clean ones. I felt like that bear Saturday at Rothschilds. That's how I. That's how I. Said, I fucking. And the one that was hibernating Sunday when you came over for <laughs> for Beckham's birthday, buddy. I was. I mean, I, I was all the flowers. Shout out to flowers. I hadn't seen them in a while. So we went to Rothschilds, met up with you guys. Frankie, thanks again for letting me uh, stay longer than I was welcomed. But I woke up Sunday. I don't even know what time. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't really sleep. So I woke up to watch the games and the flowers. I jumped in my pool and the look on flowers' his face up dog. He was just like, like he got hit by a truck. The boys, uh, we overdid it. Yeah, it was good to see uh, our boy back in town. Those fucking white chompers he's got. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, they look better in person, right? I gotta admit, as, as much as it kills me to say, um, they do look better in person. You, you've been sticking up for them, you know, the entire time about, uh, you know, how they look. I'm like, listen, I tell you what, when I see them in a picture, I don't see his nose anymore. I just see those fucking shiny white teeth. But uh, the guy did a good job. You know, he went from a six to a six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still gonna have to rely on his personality, isn't he? Uh, it's he, funny though, the pictures, he actually, he pulls the lips back a bit. And he gets the, when he smiles, you know, it's a different look. I asked him, I said, how is it, is it more like a confidence thing now? I wonder he doesn't have those two like fangs coming down from the, was his teeth that bad before? I don't remember. I mean, I remember, you know, you're, you're hard on dental care, on dental care though. Like you, you know, my, my teeth are horrendous and there's been times over the years where you've been like, you know, it would help your swallows if you got this, that, that. Were his teeth that bad? His jibs were, they weren't perfect, but they were, you know. (laughs) I guess if we scale it one to 10, they were probably like four and a half, five, you know, and just, so, but, so but he didn't have the, con- they, they weren't that bad, but he didn't have the confidence to really smile. Like he wasn't like getting compliments on his jibs, if that makes so sense. So it, ma- it matched the rest of his body. <laughs> <laughs> it matches his barrel. At That's what I was gonna three, say. No, he's got a seven and a half barrel out of 10. That baby's bought and paid. Yeah. Yeah. Bought and paid, paid for barrel. Hey, I want to say the studio, Maxie, good to see you, buddy. Uh, you get some time off, fellas? You get a little time to, to recuperate or what? Yeah, I did a little road trip last week, so back back here ready to roll, though. All Where'd right. you go, bud? I went up north, nice. Santa Cruz, Big Sur, did some camping. You did it, but like the tent and the nice stars. I didn't and... even bring a tent. I just slept in a hammock. Nice. Yeah. Really? 10 nope. miles in the backcountry and uh, slept in a hammock next to the river. But nothing like, like... over top you? No. What if it rained? Oh, yeah. I looked at the forecast. It's in September. Oh, nice. Not, I got it. Yeah, like, California, right? That was California. a risk we were willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> what if he shot you in the face? 
So you just you and your girl sleep in a hammock, or was it just? No, she, it was just me. Horrible boys and trip. Good for you. Mushrooms or no mushrooms? I was. That's was, what you needed. I needed it, but it was quite a quite a trek back there. And yeah. Ten miles back, and uh, oh, I was talk in, about. Uh, yeah, I just needed to talk about clearing your mind. Yeah. Just, just yourself. Just myself. There were some hot springs back there. So yeah. I had my morning coffee in the hot springs with the redwoods around next to a river. So I was far from all this technology and shit as I could I, get. That's, I think what I, that's, I think what I need. You need more than that. That's a, re <laughs> that's a remedy I think I could add to the, to you the know, Rolodex. We're going to talk about this guy in a sec, but you might need the Aaron Rodgers darkness. Yeah. <laughs> you might just need a full fucking darkness to treat. I could use it. I mean, fuck. The things that are piling up on my on my desk, let's say. I know, but listen, this is why we created this little um, thing. This that's little adventure to, that's starting to bleed us dry, but there's a little misinterpretation. <laughs> um, this is your sanctuary, but this is where you could come in here. And yeah, this is. I find a peace in here. Forget about it. The peace and happiness, looking across at you, you fucking jolly bastard, <laughs> laughing at me. Forget about the Amex bill. Forget about the uh, <laughs> you know my Amex bill last the last two months, boys. I'll tell you what, like. You know you're in one when they're emailing you, hey, just checking, but your Amex is unusually high. Yeah. And it's not that it's low any other month, so I'm like, fuck. What? Is it it's just adds up, eh? And then you go look through it, right? I don't like, even know what this birthday cost me the other day either. At the t I only had one vault. I, I walked in your house so hungover. I'm like, you're like, you all right? You don't want anything? I'm like, just make me as stiff as vodka soda splash OJ you can <laughs> just to get me back to neutral air, but- and then you look through, the worst is you go back and look through the Amex, right? You see how much it is. You're like, it can't be that much. Yeah. And it's $40 here, 35 $140. Took care of that bill, $350. 5 pairs of Jordans, fucking $1,500. Are you, are you buying lots of shoes online? I bought like three or four. No, I went into that store. If you're looking for a good pair of kicks in Newport Beach, paired up in Fashion Island. Well, there you go. Yeah. Let's clip that. Maybe you get a deal on that 20% oh, off. I got these new ones here. What about online? Why, why don't you? Why don't you? Tell the boys where to get them online. Those are actually really nice. I got the Travis Scotts on right. You know how? Hey, do you know how much the Travis Scotts are if you go into just a shoe, shoe store and get them? Twenty five, hundy, something like that. Yeah, twenty three hundred. I got these. Uh, won the lottery. These are about. Actually, these aren't my Travis. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah. Are they authentic or no, those? Those oh, are, are those are right off the fucking turnip truck, boys. Don't let them kid you with those. Those are right <laughs> turnip, not potato truck. <laughs> oh, these are sick. I mean, the studio is looking good. I wanted to thank you for the two bags. Wow, those look great, buddy. Great well, show. thanks to Our TaylorMade for that. Our boy yeah. Casey, who we golf with the other day. Yeah. What a beauty. He's hitting his driver well, stealth too. But uh, listen, those bags are so fucking juice. And uh, thanks to our friends up the street who, uh, they're it's called Threads. They put the threads on them. So I'm missing a few bags, one of one each. Yeah, good job. It, look, it looks good in here. It's good to be back. Um, we're getting close to the hockey season up, dog. But let's let's go first of all. Our boy Ryan Getzlaff. Um, 12th year, uh, Kier Duchin. for anyone out there, for the fellows out there that don't know what this is. And, and I didn't, I've been going for years, but, uh, it's basically a muscle disorder, like an ALS, ALS for, for only boys that can get it. Young boys that can get it. Getzlev's charity has raised in the 11 years heading into this year, $5.3 million. Uh, I went down to the dinner on the Friday night with PJ and Getzy and sat beside Gibby and I had a good chuckle with Gibby. I sat down and he was fucking... I said, oh, it's not funny how the Steelers are going to be this and that. And then I go, are you getting fucking treated or what? You've been getting treated for three years. He's <laughs> like, I know. He's like, he actually, I'm not going to say who he let have it, but who he let have it in the media world, I, I, I want to say it so bad. I'm not going to because I respect Gibby. It's but, a media guy. But this media guy's a I, fucking I can tool. only imagine. Um, but I had a good laugh with Gibby. Sam Carrick was there. Adam Henrik was there. But I mean, what they've done, um, Paige and, and Getsy. Yep. 
Um, it used to be a death sentence for these kids where they come in, they say, listen, there's nothing we can do and send them home. Uh, now they got this little, you know, FDA approved FDA. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. FDA approved. approved yeah. If you get it before you're six years old, <clears throat> you know, basically until you get into your, you know, mid teens to twenties, you're basically good to go, but there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, but good for Getsy, good for Paige. Um, it was amazing. I was blown away with, with how much they made it a national thing now. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a, it's a national thing. And it's uh listen, it happens to most boys, but only boys can yeah. get it. And it's usually in a wheelchair by 12, 15,000 boys in the U S um, are living with, with Duchenne and yeah. then 300,000 worldwide. So you're right. But, but what they've been done, um, the, the support they get from the locals here, uh, from all the businesses that do it, from all the guys who come back early, you know, for training camp. I know that was never something you used to like to do, come early for training camp. No. But these guys all come and support Getsy. And, you know, now two years uh, apart from the game, Getsoff still coming back and doing this. I know. Um, it means a lot. And I know his family comes and enjoys the weekend here. Uh, great golf course, too. It was in good shape. Yeah, yeah. No, they just they, they do a great job on a great golf tournament. Big Canyon's great. How was the pace of play? Horrendous. Why is that? <laughs> I'm not going to take the I'm not going to take the fade here. But nice try. Um, no, but like, hey, at these golf tournaments, you know, it's for the kids. But pick up the pace of play. Listen, Everybody, there was this one ex NHL guy that I, I don't even know his name. I don't know if he played. Maybe maybe played more games than me. If he did, I don't know. But he was taking his time on every tee box and just putting on an absolute show. Was he like, chatting up the beer, the beer girls or yeah, which is fine. But I yeah. mean, like, you know, it's just like, come on, man. Right, a little the class. group is already on the green in front of you. Yeah, you know, and it's not like they would, you know, we're great golfers sitting in front of us. I, I, I don't know. It just we we couldn't play the last two holes because the boys had to get to uh, shout out to Gunner Gale who opened yeah, up for course, Quinn Stefani. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Gunner looked amazing. You were there. Maybe you want to touch on that. Yeah, no, we left. Uh, it it was something. Listen, Gwen Stefani. Uh, for those who um, may not know, if you're listening. Shit is bananas, B A N A N A N A Sunday Listen, I loved her since I was a kid. No doubt was badass. Right? Like, so that brings me back. Never seen her in concert before. Yeah, well, listen, she's a local Anaheim girl. She sold out the most sold out shows at the Honda Center. And by the way, the Honda it's not a perfect arena. You're hard on the Honda Center. I am 30 years old now. You're hard on it. It's a hard area of town. Okay, a lot of concrete over there. Yeah, you're hard. How much greenery? Where, where parking sucks. In a perfect world, where do you put a new barn? Down in Irvine. I like or? it in Irvine. Yeah. yeah, Spectrum. Maybe ask Jaffe if he's got a little room over there at the Great Park where their practice arena is. Anyway, um, <laughs> she. Uh, anyway, she, she reached out to Gunner's party and to Adam Levine. So Gunner Gale, for those of you who don't know, um, check him out. Our buddy's kid. He's a stud surfer. Uh, great kid. Great flow. Loves hockey, born in Newport Beach, and uh, he went on tour with Maroon Five this summer. Europe killed it, and came back. And I think Gwen reached out to Adam Levine and said, "Listen, that that stud that had um, that opened for you guys all Europe. You know, I'm playing in Anaheim. I know he's from here. I need an opening act. Hit him up on Wednesday." And he got his band together for Saturday night and oh, put shit. this together. Jeff, his old man, who's a beauty, took care of all of us. Probably thirty of us went to the show. He flew back from New York City. Um, it was just a great, it was a great night. So, uh, shout out to our boy wow. Gunnar Gale. We're going to have him in, in studio at some point. I didn't know that he had that short a notice. Yeah, it was, it was, he got a call Wednesday. Oh, good for him. Put her together. So it was a pretty, pretty special night for him. He threw the 30, I think we wore number 33 Gale Ducks jersey on the back. Yeah, he did throw it on. Yeah, it was pretty sick. 
I like. I, I think it's maybe time the Ducks think about. You want to do arena? I, th- I think maybe it's time for New New Jersey. Maybe go back to the old. What that, that uh, green? The, the old symbol. I don't the know. Green if, with the orange. I don't know if you go back to the eggplant teal or not, but yeah. just a, I don't know. I know they've had some good re- reverse retro jerseys the last couple of years. Yep. I I don't know. Uh, the Honda Center is not perfect. You're you're right. It's just old. I mean, right. Nothing they can really do about it. I mean, it's California. A lot of tax money down here. You're not lying. Find some, find some somewhere. I would say to Getzi, like I can see why it's hard for him now, after being there this weekend. Like he, you know, he's moved to Nashville with his family and, and loving it there. But how it's probably hard for him to take his name off of it. But I mean, I I think it's also time that maybe some of these young guys. Troy Terry's got a nice new eight year ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on, but you know, Zegers doesn't have a contract, so maybe it's not him. But I think it's time for maybe one of these young guys. And you know, Troy Terry to me sits out that maybe could jump in and. And maybe Getsy still comes back or whatever yeah. and, and does the weekend, but someone else's name could maybe be on it. But I can see why Getsy's still attached to it because it, it was really emotional and it was a really cool couple days. Yeah, if it doesn't bother Getsy to come back all the time, I think this is a way for him to still connect with the city and always be part of it. Yeah. And it's something, you, you know, and the Getzloff and friends, right? So it's, I think anyone can step up and, and take it over. But if not, I think Getsy's more than happy to just keep his name on it and continue to do great charitable stuff. Yeah. It was great. Because Getsy's kids, man, you talk about three is three boys are just riders of beauty. I mean, yeah. riders ready for maybe rider just turns into the rider gets off. Yeah, tournament kids of beauty. He's like, what are you asking? <laughs> Somebody asked him about his little brothers. He's like, yeah, I own them. I own them or something like that. That's <laughs> great. So, but he had the three boys with him. Uh, it, it, it was unbelievable. And one thing about Getz is, you know, I get it. It's the Ducks' thirty year anniversary this year. And, mm-hmm. and but other than that, what are we waiting for here to get you know fifteen in the rafters? Now, do you want to just focus everything this year around the 30th anniversary? Then that's fine. I get it. All right. And, and next year, I believe Getzlav is eligible for the Hall of Fame. So maybe they're waiting for that. I, I hope that's the reason. Uh, but I'm surprised that there hasn't been some kind of announcement. But that's why what it's got to be, though. It's right. They're just waiting. the third, Like this year is the 30-year anniversary of the your favorite arena, the Honda Center and the Ducks. Next year, they do it. But I'm surprised it hasn't been announced already. What not better season to do it in, the 30-year anniversary? Let's celebrate the 30-year anniversary with our captain in the rafters, Ryan Getzloff, who's been their longest acting captain since they've been around, right? It's, it's a no-brainer. I know. Let's go. Who I, makes the choice on that? Who's the president? I don't know. El Presidente. El Presidente. We well, listen, e- either way, um, the Samuelis, I mean, who own the team, they should just step up and say, you know, we're going to throw a big night for Ryan and his family. He's definitely retired now. Guy hasn't worked out in a year and a half. Still hits bombs though. He's hit golf games good. This golf game's tight. I, I I think in typical Ducks fashion, they're gonna they don't want to squeeze everything they got here, so they're gonna they got forty one home games. I don't squeeze but... a little bit in there. <laughs> I, I guarantee there's gonna be some open seats. There's gonna be one night they could probably squeeze it in against maybe who the Calgary Flames, maybe a team that you know he, could, Wait, yeah, he played yeah. his junior hockey in Calgary. Yeah, you know, I many... just want to go and see that. I, I'm selfishly, I just well, he deserves it. Obviously, it is gonna happen, but I, I'm just. I don't know. I'm shocked that it hasn't been announced yet. So I, I think the 30-year anniversary has something to do with it. Maybe I'll text Loomis and see what he's saying about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, to Getsy and, and Paige, the whole Getsy family, it's unbelievable. Check it out. Cure Duchenne. Um, NFL football up, Doc. Oh, week one. Fantasy football is back. Larry Bettman, once again, is the commissioner of our league. Uh, it's it's makes me feel good to say I took him down week one. I you did. I flowers. Good. Under to good. 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 Did you get a win your first year? Do you want to make a trade? Talk to me about your team. How you feeling? You got two big time quarterbacks. Maybe let's talk about your strategy 
Oh, yeah, I do have two big time quarterbacks who actually had big time boozy games. Burrow was in one. Burrow, who Josh Allen was in one too. My he, goodness, yeah, he was turning. I, I, I'm still shocked. I showed up here, here. I showed up here Tuesday morning. I'm so shocked. I'm a. I'm You're a, having a tough Tuesday morning, aren't you, Fallon? Just, just the football, like the Sunday nighter. Whoa, where are you? Here? I was on the wrong side of the Sunday nighter. You won. No, I took. I didn't take the Cowboys. No, but you Giants. Won, you won, oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. Listen, I played Shaddy. Shaddy had the second overall pick. I had the first overall pick. I took Jefferson, and this guy went off for twenty. My, my team stacked. I, I got. I got a great squad. Jones, Green Bay. I got Derrick Henry, who we talked about maybe trading you and me. No, uh, it steals off the table. San Fran wide receiver Ayuk. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Ayuk. Ayuk. He's just a stud. I went off. I took Debo Samuel because I thought he was their number one receiver. Well, he's not because that fucking guy is however he says. I know. He's nasty. Ayuk yeah. was like one of the most impressive receivers in My the league on Sunday. Purdy is, is just, he's just a big green target for him. I love it. So listen, I beat uh, I beat Shaddy right off the hop. Shaddy chirped me for picking two quarterbacks in my first five rounds. He's like, Aaron Rodgers, you can grab Aaron Rodgers next too, he said. So I'm like, I don't need three. <laughs> but um, you know, that was that was uh that was a big win week one. You it's nice to get a but yeah, yeah. I mean I had a hundred points. I think the only guy I would have beat was Flowers. So uh, I'm glad I got him. But to beat Flowers in general, he thinks like he thinks he's the, like the best NFL fantasy football guy ever, right? Like he thinks he could be an NFL GM. Like if you ask him deep down, Flowers, you think he'd be the GM of the Eagles? He'd say 100%, oh, we win the Super Bowl. I get Flowers next week. Pump up. This is so great. Just love Pump it. Again. It's so great. So talk about your squad for a sec. Tell me who you got. Who you like? Listen, I, you know what? Yeah. Max, Max, you've heard me talk about my my struggles in fantasy, right? I haven't been very good over the course of, of my whole time. So... I went in with a game plan. I said, no matter what pick, if Pat, Patrick Mahomes is available, my first pick, I'm taking him. I had the third overall pick. You took him. Now, some might say that's a little high, right? Some might say that's the a little high. The boys are laughing yeah, back here. Now, I also had a game plan that I was taking. Patty Mahomes was my first pick, and I thought there was a chance I could get Kelsey in the second <sighs> that's, round. That's Mac L took Kelsey. So my point being is I had a plan to take a tight end with my second pick. And my second pick is versus my first pick. I took George Kittle with my second pick. He had three points. You took another tight end. I took. You took. I a, took you Kittle. took a quarterback and a tight end. Yeah. Wow, that's a unique. Yeah. That's a unique philosophy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. it could come back to pay off. I'm a little thin on receiver. If if you want me to be honest with you, I got good, I got good running backs. I got. <laughs> that's I got most people pick with their first I got, two picks. I got Jacobs. <laughs> I got Hall. I got Cook from the Jets as my running backs. Uh, but my receivers are a little thin. Can I ask you what happened maybe to, to Goddard and, and Philly on the on the weekend? He, he, he had no points. I mean, listen, you just Bill Belichick. Oh, that's Tom hot. Brady day, raining in New England. I'm uh, I'm going to Flowers over to your house. And I'm like, are you a little worried about this game? And he's like, no, we're, it's, we're not, they're not even going to get a touchdown. I'm like, okay, well, are you worried about their defense? No, Jalen Hurts. I mean, listen, Belichick had a good scheme for them. Yeah. Hurts hadn't played. Max I mean, Jones week played. one, week one of the NFL is, is it's a crapshoot. I mean, these guys don't play. They don't practice. I mean, they're, they're training camp. I mean, they do practice. Don't get me wrong, but they don't play. You know what it's like. It, yeah. No matter what you do, it's nothing like getting out there and having to play a 60 minute NHL game. Same for these boys. Anything stood out for uh, week one to you other than what happened last night? Yeah, I got to, I got to go right there. I think, buddy. I mean, listen, I, I got two of the Jets running backs, like I just said, but I think everybody. I was listening to some, you know, Get Up this morning. What's what's the guy's name on Get Up? Who's a huge Jets fan? The host, Stephen A. Stephen. No, no. Mike Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg. This guy, buddy, he was crushed. 
Like he's been a Jets fan yeah. forever. That's so fucking Rogers. Sad. I mean, Rogers comes running out. Listen, obviously, you know, September 11th yesterday, we we never forget that. I, I thought yesterday on social media it was great. So many people posting stuff. It was it was awesome. They showed, you know, Manhattan with with the two lights coming up and Rogers coming out with the American flag and everything. And I'm like sitting on my couch being like, holy shit, man, this fucking yeah. I'm Canadian, but USA baby. I know. And then boom, down he goes. It just sucked. If you're a football fan, it just sucked. Yeah, it sucks. It's if you're an yeah, if you're an NFL fan, it's uh, it, you just watch horror in in the making. It's I was looking forward to that game. I was out on a boat. I was you know dialed this dialed this TV in in the middle Were of the you ocean. Still on the boat for the fucking Monday nighter? Oh yeah, I was oh. out there until eight p.m. But uh, wow. we'll get into that. But it yeah. was uh, it was listen, it was heartbreaking. It's the story it was driven like heartbreak. It was crazy. Um, and then to not know, and then to, to, you know, to speculate as it is Achilles, it's like wild stuff. Peyton and Eli, you know, both out there saying, God, this is just something you should tape up and get back out there. And <laughs> when he didn't do that, that's when you're like, fuck, this could be bad. By the way, are we ever going to change this turf? I know like that was the topic of conversation last night with all these I'll you know, you players what. chirping the NFL for the turf, like. The Eagles have a real fucking grass. The NFL should not be played on, on what, turf. You have it's these 30, ridiculous. 40, 50 million dollar athletes out there getting tackled so on this turf. Else. So yeah. My girlfriend works for a turf used to work for a turf manufacturer. The they've sold to a couple NFL facilities. They buy the cheapest turf. They don't even buy like the highest end turf that's available. I probably put better turf in my backyard yeah. last week. Well, yeah, I would, I would say, yeah. You're, we know you're not cutting corners on that kind of stuff, eh? But <laughs> no, but seriously, this is a no, I agree. real thing. Like this is sad. When I heard they're buying the cheapest turf too, I was like, this is ridiculous. That's on Roger Goodell. That's, I mean, we don't need Maybe to, a little you know? class action. Maybe your girl might have to hit the stand. Another thing about that turf is these little, these little, you see these little black pebbles, little black pebbles anytime Alan got hit or whatever, it's all over his face. If I was like, dude, first of all, that's a bad look. I don't want this. And second of all, what if it gets in his eye or, I mean, come on, man, I, I'm with you. Like, why doesn't it just have real grass and old metal? It's like, you know, that's having no Zambonis. In NHL games, some of that ice was bad back in the day. Yeah, but I, I didn't mind when she got a little mucky. Out now it's it. now it's performance based. Like these guys are, I think they're dealing with good ice, right? You'd like to think it's yeah, better. I don't know. Are the boys ever complaining about the ice like we used to? No, right? You'd, we used to be like in the media. Like, yeah, like this is. I think at one point, these Phoenix, guys are skating so fast. I now. said one time in Phoenix after a game that I've had better ice out of a Seven Eleven Slurpee machine. <laughs> To like the media and it fuck it. I got called in the Don Maloney <laughs> called me in the next day. He's like, You cannot say that about our ice. And I'm like, I I can't lie. You know what, Don? I just did. I did I did. I just I, did. I apologize right now, but like you gotta fix the ice. This is on us. We can't have this ice like this. No, I mean the, the only thing Remember we used to have to vote zero to five? Like they grab two guys after a game and be like, you know, rate the ice zero to five. You had to circle it. It's like zero. Yeah. Well it was Hon ice. Honda said it was terrible ice. When I started my career, I went from Anaheim to Tampa. They were both horrendous. Like even Tampa's ice sucked. Yeah, but I mean, if if you ask me what who had good ice in the league when I was in there, I would say Edmonton, Mini, Chicago, yeah, Montreal, Toronto. Obviously, all the North teams, but Staples, Detroit, no great ice, right? Staples, not great ice. Glendale, where you're saying not great ice. Um, Shark Tank, not great ice. Yeah, the California, but they figured it out. I think, like, literally, Florida has good ice now. They played into June last year, and it was never really talked about, like how, you know, geez, we can't play out here. The ice is too bad. It's too much true. humidity. That's true. There's so, ever good guys complaining about the yeah, ice. Yeah, Vegas. I mean, fucking 110. We 
can walk from the casino to the rink last year without sweating, and these guys are out there playing on ice. Well, remember the All Star game when we went down right, right down ice level before the boys come over for the skills call. Like, we, we even like, said, "Wow, this chilly. ice looks good." Yeah, right. And it used to be just a slop fest in there. Sloppy Joe, was not what? just after the game. Uh, Rogers, man, that's. I mean, think about all the free time he's going to have in New York City. This now, is right? what this is what I worry about now with this, like, right? On a bender or what? I mean, that's how, what I would do. But how hard is it to like properly rehab in New York City? You're jumping in Ubers, jumping in cabs. You got to walk everywhere. Not him. It's not perfect. He's going to have a towel car waiting to pick him up at his house, drop him off. You think he's staying in New York? No, uh, he's I, probably going to go rehab it. Where? Where's the best? You might know this. Where's the uh, best? You know what? Miami. If if I was to guess right now, he'd go see this guy in Philadelphia. Uh, a guy that does that Landy went to see for his knee. I guess, by the way, Landy is on a fucking, yeah. their GM, did I say it to you the other day? Their GM said he's ahead of schedule. Like yeah. he's out for the regular season, but he basically said like. Yeah. I'll tell you why he is, because he did, he's not listening to like the typical, you know, yeah. Colorado Avalanche trainer to do his rehab. He went off and this guy's name is Bob Knowles. His last name's Knowles, I know that, but he does this pool rehab and it's every day and you are you are crushing yourself inside a pool. Your whole workout's in the pool. And I think this is going to be something Aaron Rodgers probably probably does. Like I say, up dog, you got to get in the pool, brother. I know. Get in the I mean, pool. Right. I mean, flexibility on your shoulders. Is... Do you think he's done? No, I, I don't think he's done. He's not going to go like this, right? No, he's not. But that's why I, I, I want to, he's going to be challenged living in New York City with this rehab. And that's, I only know that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> If you're in a good place like this, I mean. Listen, Aaron, if I had any advice, I would say don't worry about the, the first month. Just fucking drown your soul. No, All right, buddy? No, get out there in the West Village. Go to Due West. Get banged up and then, you know, worry. I know. I, I want to say he should enjoy it, but, like, the first no. month is good. Like, he's going to have no, surgery immediately. Probably already. Tomorrow or something. Yeah, because right? that thing, it, where, where it popped. Like, I watched ESPN Instagram today. That Where that popped was, like, up in his calf. That's why I thought it might have been, not his Achilles, but because you could see it. It was literally... Oh, it popped, but you could see it fly through his calf muscle. Like that's how quick those things go up. Yeah. So that'll be pulled down and tied back to his heel bone um, today or tomorrow. You're right. And then that first month, man, is so important to like rest, to rest and to like, so I just hope, I hope he, I hope he gets back on track. I'm not saying he's, I don't really think he's going to want to bend her. I'm just uh, saying, fuck, I, maybe, you know. I mean, uh, I just, it's as an athlete, as a guy that dealt with injuries, man, fucking sucks but I, i'm saying like you know where we are now in 2023 with you know achilles 20 years ago at 40 years old okay you're probably done but i think now you know you mentioned landy you know he's ahead of schedule a lot of stuff in the pool i, yeah. I think rogers with his drive and desire will come back and he'll yeah. play next year for the jets yeah. i hope i don't think he's just gonna be done i mean no, no, like, he's done I'm no right. i don't think so either yeah. you don't need to run and and that's why like he didn't need to get out of that. He knew he was sacked. He should have just hit the deck. I okay. I mean, there, no, there was. Listen, I watched Hard Knocks. Um, you know, obviously Rogers hurt his calf in OTAs in the summertime. We did. Yeah, he already same, had the same calf. calf. Okay, he was, then yeah, that's he it. He was dealing with it. That's it. But their offensive line, in general, is Sucks. concerning. So if you're like the GM of the fucking Jets and you go get Aaron Rodgers, as, as, I mean, I know you got all kinds of weapons around him, but that was his blind side too. That's the one. Line, man. That's your player on the team that you pay the most money for is your blindside O-line. And the guy just blew right past him. I guess he feels awful. What was his name? Brown, I think, or something. I guess he was like after the game, he was like oh. in tears. He felt awful. Like he let the boys down. But yeah. uh, my last little highlight of the uh, the NFL first week one is Pat McAfee on ESPN. It was great watching their first show. Like they're trying not to swear, right? Oh, like, We're man. trying not to swear, boys. We're yeah, trying to yeah. keep it clean. They had Peyton Manning, 
Rodgers came on. Uh, Adam Schefter came on. Uh, they're, they're, we talked about how NHL matches, like our studio is, their studio is sick, man. Yeah. And I was thinking about you because he stands up. He likes to stand. But, Sitting down sucks sometimes. We got these nice chairs now. Thanks, Getzloff. Yes. Yeah. But. but I'm like Pat McAfee on ESPN. I love it. I wish he could throw the F-bombs like he used to, but I don't know. He still brings the excitement. By the way, the call at the Horns game when he had Matthew McConaughey and they were in the end zone is so epic. Did you see that? I missed that. Oh, it was great. Oh, God, I got Worked on that game. He was in the end zone with the mic, talking with, talking with uh, Matthew McConaughey, who's obviously Be a whole huge, lot cooler if you did. And the ball got thrown from like the thirty or forty yard line into the corner of the end zone when they were, and the guy caught it, and they just went buck diddy, and they were like they were on air at the time, and it was it's a cool moment. What a game, Texas. Alabama. Not if you had Alabama. <laughs> I didn't touch it. I had a money line. I had them both ways. Minus seven and money line. I go, so Texas is going to go in here and beat Alabama week two, huh? That's what's it was happened. in Texas. No, it wasn't. Was it not? Fucking Alabama. Oh. Right? They went right into, where is it? Was it? Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. Oh, wow. I thought. I, to oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they were in enemy territory. McConaughey <laughs> was just going buck diddy in enemy territory. I love that. I'll tell you one thing about McAfee, too, is he doesn't miss arms arm day. That fucking guy, though, he wears his tankers, but his fucking... Let's start fucking working out and getting ripped. Huh? I'm not ever going to do a curl again the rest of my life. <laughs> but, uh, I think he's great for football. Uppy, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's it's kind of what we've tried to build here at Mr. Curfew. I'm not comparing us to his show. We're nowhere near it, but kind of raw with his yeah. posted in there on ESPN. I love, totally. I love Ethan Hawke, he's good too, right? Ethan, not Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, he's the actor. AJ Hawke comes... Yeah, Ethan Jesus. Hawk. He, was just so in, he was just in Toronto at... Uh, Gurdish's restaurant. I don't know. Was it the film festival this in September? Yeah, there? it's TIFF usually first week in yeah. September. Yeah. He was in Gurdish's uh, restaurant. But um, football's back up, dog. That's a good little intro there. 29 minutes. We'll be right back. Bala. Bala. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. Uppy's World. Oh, man. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I'm gonna, we haven't been in studio in a while, so we're going to start. Oh, I'll tell you where we start. Okay. Ready with that fucking nice t shirt you got on right Yeah, there. baby. We start. With, we've talked about Red Rocks a lot here, but if you haven't been to Red Rocks and your band's going in there, get there. Updog, my morning jacket fella. I mean, wow. What a time. Wow. How many of uh, how many of a my morning jacket kind of back-to-back-to-backers have we together, you and me? Well, two, three, you know, we did Chicago. We did well, the Will Turn. We did the Will Turn three in a row. Chi-Town. Chicago, two in a row. Yeah. And then we did My Morning Jacket at Red Rocks. This was there twice. Twice. Now so that's back four. Back. I mean, God. And then Bonnaroo. Yeah, but the was back to back. Yeah, but that's it. That's four times where they come in, no repeats. Um, one thing about this shirt um, is that, you know, it was their 20-year anniversary of their album, It Still Moves. And for anyone out there, who, very hard to listen to My Morning Jacket as a band on their albums. But if you were to choose one, and you wanted to get like the history of them. This this album, twenty years now, this year, it still moves is probably their best. They've got old school bangers. It's got like bluesy. It's got fucking some folk to it, and then it's got psychedelic jams. Oh, man. I, I think it's great. When it's a great played, album to start with. When he played Victory Dance on the first night, boom, it was boom, just boom. me and you, and I and the whole fucking place was just a full on <laughs> dance party. I'm like, up, you look at this. Everyone's just like, yeah, yeah die. It was, was unbelievable. If we weren't, we're going to touch on Aspen too. If we weren't going right into Aspen for, for you know, to go in and see the Lumineers and hang out there, I I would have followed my morning jacket. I, yeah. I went and followed. Well, we would have had to go back to LA because they played Hollywood Bowl. I, I know. going back. I got him San Diego the night after our last pod in the studio, Pico. <laughs> then I went the back to backers with you. Yeah. 
And now they're going East Coast. They're I'm going to Chi Town, three shows. They're going New York, Beacon Theater, three shows. I'm going to go to probably two or three of those shows at the Beacon. Yeah. It's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe, right? Yeah. I'm 19th, gonna go 21st. Saturday, yeah. I'm going to be there. You are, eh? I am. Fella tour. I am. Here we go. I am going to be there. I mean, it was, right. I mean, it was unbelievable. Red Rocks in general is awesome. Yep. Uh, if you haven't seen My Morning Jacket Live, like I've dog said, check it out. And then a little place called Aspen. Aspen. I got to give some love to my our boy, Evan Knapp. Yep. Uh, he's been offering his Aspen place to me for for years now. And um, after I found out I was going to Red Rocks with you, I'm like, Beauty, I'm going to take you up. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use your place for a week if that's cool. Let's me have it. Has a sick little golf cart. You're buzzing around. I got a taste of the one percentile. Listen, if you can be on the Evan Knapp program, Aspen's the place you want to be. Yeah. If you're on the Shane O'Brien program, it's not perfect, <laughs> but I mean, what a spot when you have that set up. Yeah, you were full on Unc Uncle Obi, by the way. Yeah, I so was. it's Uppy's world. It was a full on Uncle Obi's world. I was. Because you, you know, we rode our bikes out to Woody Creek Tavern, legendary old spot, probably like a 15 mile ride out. Great, really great ride. Little electric bikes. Izzy was in the back. Uh, great lunch there. A couple good breakfast spots. We were, I mean, we buzzing around, a couple good dinners. I mean, listen, it's a great little spot. If, yeah. you, if you're the one percentile that can afford to fucking live there like that, it's unbelievable. What else was a highlight there? That was I the mean, Luminaires. the Lumineers were yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Lumineers were so good. Uh, after seeing my morning jacket the weekend before, it was tough shoes to fill, but I, I love those guys. Shout out to Mac Miller. I brought her. for. She's a huge Lumineers fan. First time she saw, saw them. So yeah. we were kind of sitting in the back, and I was like, they came out, and I was like, fuck this. She's, she needs to feel this. So I grab her and I, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And I, I remember at one time I was just going buck diddy up dog, right? I one of the songs and this old guy was like, and he kind of like looked at me. I'm like, sorry, fellow, it's the Lumineers, but it's, you know, I'm not going to stop dancing. So yeah. just keep your head on a swivel. Buck. And then a uh, shout out to our, our friends, Sheldon and Katie Walitsky, who had us over for a little lunch before, um, before the show. Incredible place. Did the tomahawks from our friends at Cow Steaks. KOW steaks, by the way, those things are badass. Those yeah, three tomahawks, we did the buttery. four lobsters. Mac L was in the kitchen just humming these lobster tails, did a great job. Is that not a kid's playground? Are you fucking kidding me, no, by the it's, way? It's it's very special. His kid was Ice doing, rink in the back. His kid was doing 360 spins off the trampoline into the pool with a water slide in behind. I'm like, this is like... Yeah, fuck yeah, Vaughn's a stud. He's... And by the way, let's just lead into the Walitsky family onto this boat day I have last night. I go fishing. Um, Jeff, I can't believe you went on that fucking boat. Yeah, Jeff Frieden, friend of, uh, friend of big guys, took us out on his 90-foot Viking, and we go way past Catalina, way past San Clemente Island. We're 70 fucking miles off the coast. Uh, we left at 7 o'clock. Like I said, I watched the Monday Nighter on the boat, beautiful boat. And we caught these, we did this kite fishing, which was sick. You fly this fucking kite, like, I mean, 150 yards up in the sky. And it, when you, something bites on it and you see the thing start doing this and then you just. So you they gave see, me. They, they see land at all, right? No, land. Wow. God, no, I was halfway to Thailand, bro. I was <laughs> way out there. Jesus. I could have went to, to Hawaii. You just How was going. the water? Was water was nice. Was I didn't jump in, like, but it was no, nice. Was it like, no, like, it got rocky for a while, yeah. but nice boat. Like an incredible boat. Anyway, this I, I probably wrestled this fucking 180 pound bluefin for maybe 20 minutes, like full battle. Like yeah, it was it. fuck. It was getting. That was your big boy. It was in the corners, like you know. I was I was coming out of this corner with the puck. <laughs> put it that way, and uh, got that one on. And at the same time, I was going. Big guy gets a 
gets a bite. Did you yell fish on when you got her? Fish on. Fish on. They handed me this rod. I just went to town, pulled this baby up. It was, it was pretty special seeing this like full on prehistoric fucking fish on the boat. Like, and it took us a while to get her down. It was not, when it was on the boat, it was fucking flopping around. So then I bet. It was bad. It was mad. So you get it on the boat, you take the sick pick that you and PJ had. And then where, where do you toss her? Right on ice or do you cut her up right there? Well, what no, happens the, after you? Like, okay, you, you did it. You took your picture. Now reality yeah, sets got, What gotta, the fuck do I do with this You, you got to drain the blood out of it. Drain the blood out of it. Yeah, that, that takes a while. Yeah, you stick the thing and it's, you know. And it's you arse? cut around the gills. No, not in the arse. Up kind of top of the head. Okay. Oh. And then um, you, you drain the blood out of the corner and you, you keep washing like the boat and get How's all the blood out. How's it it's like, it still smells like the sea out there, right? Yeah, like, Thought it was the sea. Like Fark Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that thing stood on the, it didn't stand, obviously. It was laying on the corner of the, of the boat for probably 20 minutes while big guy big guy wrestled his for probably 45 minutes. So you're, you got yours in there first. Big guy still yeah. competing on his. Then we get his in there. We do the same thing to that. Then we took the photo with yeah. the family. And then we put it in these big cooler bags, like these massive cooler bags. But did and you chop them up at all at that, that time or just throw them in the cooler bag to no, like you fucking got, pound two? You got to you gotta gut it and get the fish you guts out. Yeah. You do that. And then, I mean, this this crew, by, by the way, these crew of badass dudes. Yeah. For four guys, I mean, from tying knots to getting rods out to making sure everyone was no tangling up. These guys were badass. And then uh, you kind of got to see how it all, you know, plays out after. It's not just about fishing. It's how to you know, properly do this, store the fish, clean the fish, gut the fish. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be for some good eating. I was hoping you're going to mount it right here in the fucking studio, right behind you. I said, if you catch something big, you're going to mount in the studio. You said, yeah, now you're sliced. I don't know how do you do that. Well, how do you, you how do you do that? Cut it up? Taxidermy, I guess. Like, you stuff it's a fucking pretty big fucking fish. I know it would look sick behind you. Right <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, oh, we're going to fucking throw a big old. It was a it was a bluefin bluefin tuna man. Yeah. How about 180 pounds? How about a little fucking spicy crispy rice spicy, spicy tuna? tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little mayo on that baby, yeah, eh? yeah. A little wasabi, little sesame seeds. I think we're gonna make some pokey. Yeah, right. A little pokey bowl for sure. Big, so, big so you're gonna go pick it up today, or they they get it all diced and ready for your they're, some they're plastic bags? Up. They've kept on ice. Yeah, yeah. I told them I want some of the fresh stuff to eat today, and then you know put a couple things on freezer. I got to bring Al some because Al's been generous. He's a big fisher, right? Our boy here, yeah. Al Hall. He's brought me some fish when he catches it. So I'm going to bring Al some fish, you guys some fish. I've ever told you I don't like deep sea fish. You have seasick? Or? Well, so my it's like my first year in, in Tampa, season ends. We talk about year-end benders a lot. I go out and get just tuned up for two or three nights. Show up to this boat. I'm thinking, here we go. Fuck it, right? Say shirt off. I'm like, this is going to be sick. Hat on back. Right? How hungover were you? I was still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here we fucking go, boys. Here we go, boys. Hey, you got to get out there. I'm like, shirt off. Cool fucking big chew of school mitt back in the day. I fuck, I'm like, how far are we going here? Where we go. Now I can't see land. And now oh, yeah. it just turns on. How me. big is the boat? Not, not as big as that boat, but it, but was, it was a pretty big boat. Yeah. Like you could go down underneath and there's a bed and everything. If you, you know, a little workbench if you needed it. Like, yeah. And it turns on me, buddy. And it is eight hours of down underneath, fetal position, puking. And I've just really never had the desire to get back out there. Yeah. And that's, that's a, a man day, who knows, man. that's a man who just knows his, you know, his boundaries. That's a long it's good. Hey, long there. fucking day, I guess. Uh, Max, what's the thing on these new boats? It spins. It's a big, heavy ball that just spins and it keeps the balance of the boat. I got no idea. Well, it's, it's a game changer. It's probably been around, I don't know how many years, but if you have one of these balls, it's, 
fucking super expensive, but it balances the boat out. It spins at like a million miles an hour <laughs> and it just keeps the boat like whew, What do you mean? Like steady. to turn or just all oh, keeps her steady? Yeah. It's like, no, it's something in the ass of the boat. You can't see it, but it's a ball. It's, it can't be no bigger than like this computer. So like on a scale of one to whatever, 10, let's say, how, how bumpy was it out there? Was there points where you're like- There were points where it was like eight. What yeah. did you do then? Where'd you piss? Over the side or where'd you go? No, it was a bathroom. Yeah. No, and, and actually- pissed down there every time? I had a couple glasses of wine, but we weren't drinking. No? No, we were just out there having fun. Did you get big? Microdose, just, you know, enjoying the day. Yeah. This guy can do her all, boys. He can do her all. He's fucking catching tuna. And then just to touch on my little son's first birthday, by the way. Thanks for showing up. Thanks yeah. for the ball of wine that almost broke when you gave it to Fuck, me. Fuck, you almost dropped Slippery the whole ball of canvas. But slippery, I just handed it to you. My stud boy turned one. He was a little pilot. He loves airplanes. So he had on the full airplane hat with the goggles. And uh, the planes fly over our house all the time. So whenever he hears one, he's like, plane, plane. Yeah, cute um, kid, man. But yeah, his first birthday, man, it goes by fast. No kidding. He's almost walking. It's pretty cool. He's a cute kid. I wanted to talk to you. The last thing about Uppies World 2 here was the U.S. Open tennis, man. Oh. I loved it. I watched a lot of it over the course of two weeks. First of all, you want to talk about athletes, man. Phenomenal athletes. And, you know, we talk about 50 years of equal play. Equal pay in women's tennis and women in men's tennis. And this isn't a shot at any other women's sport, but I mean, women tennis players, man, they deserve equal pay. They are just as fun to watch as men. Uh, the rallies, the intensity, the condition they're in. Uh, so when I saw 50 years of equal pay to them, I think well-deserved. I thought the tournament was unbelievable. Um, my girl, Sablanka lost in the final to Coco Golf. Congrats to Coco. And then the men's, man, these guys were just snapping it. Like that Shelton served at 140 miles an hour. Yeah. And then your boy Joker got it done. But the whole U.S. Open, the atmosphere, I'm going next year, I think. I'm yeah. going. I've never been. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm all in on tennis right now. Full, I, not not watch, that I'm man. playing, but I love watching tennis. I think Alcarez is a, is a special human being. I think he's one of the best athletes in the world. And we're only getting to see like the beginning of him. Um that Shelton, well, you're right. Until Medvedev. 19, Medved Medvedev I, I know, 19, 20 years. By the way, I want to touch on this Medvedev. He's a buttoned up guy. Like the way he handles his personality, the way he handles losing. He's won the U.S. Open before. Um, Djokovic has his number. Um, and then just to touch on the Joker, like the guy's been, the guy to me is a fucking, he's a beast. I'll tell he, you what, he gets he gets the celebrities that were at that final match because he was in on it. I mean, McConaughey was sitting in his box and yeah. we touched on, but there were so many. Leo was there. Yeah. A typical Leo, just sitting in the back with his fucking hat on and shades. I'm like, it's calm, cool, collective. For the guys who watched that, the second set was insane. Like he could have been done and out so many times and he battled back. He looked like he was he was done. His he legs looked, looked like they were he tired. Like he was 36 years old at that but point. But then his mind took over. It, it Never did he let himself like fall out of like his you being in the moment for longer than like, you know, a couple games, a couple points. And what that shows athletes or kids or whatever is like, you're going to not, you're going to lose focus. You're going to have a bad play. You're going to fall down. You're going to do this. But it, the sooner you can get back to being in the zone is that's, that's what makes you great. Yeah. And then this guy owns it, man. And he talked about Kobe being a huge influence on him and why he wears 24 on his shoes and all this stuff. Um, and then just what, the Joker has been through. Like this is the first time he's allowed to play in the U.S. Open in a couple of years. Like coming in the country because he wasn't vaccinated, and he comes in and just proves that he like is fucking the best. He is the best man. 
He's crazy. It's pretty awesome. 24 Grand Slams is wild. Thing. Sick t-shirt that he made, the 24 Mamba. Whoever designed yeah. that one for him, if you want to do some Mr. Curfew stuff for us, that shirt was sick. He ain't slowing down. 24 I, Grand Slams. He get to 30, he's going to get 30 Grand Slams. This think? kid is... Alcaraz might... I call him a say, kid. He's fucking... He's 36. Joker. He's not slowing down. He's fucking... We'll call it intimidation factor, too. One-on-one with the Joker is like, you got to... Yeah. He's not slowing down. He takes care of his body. He travels. You talk about my hyperbaric chamber I got in the garage. He owns the same brand. He keeps them in all continents, and he he travels with them. So he takes care of his body. He's he's preventing his age from being 36. Although he is 36, he's probably like living like a 30, 32-year-old. It's... I yeah. think we're not... We haven't seen the end of this guy. I uh, well, we definitely haven't seen the end of him. But I mean, Alcaraz is going to have a little something to say about him getting six more. You think he's going to get six more Grand Slams? What do you think? I think Alcaraz is saying, "Fuck yeah, you." Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's coming. Alcaraz is coming. Yeah. Um, I want to say fucking the chase yeah. reviews. All right, I, I get technology. Right. Yeah. The electric. You know, there's no more. You know, even they just do. They just show the close call. Yeah. And I, it's probably the right way to do it, but like I, I miss the days of arguing a fucking call, though. All right, like Johnny Mac's got to be sitting up there in the ESPN booth going, like, <laughs> "I hear you, man." I wouldn't get like, "Fuck you, that wasn't out." Right? <laughs> what are you, like, what are you talking about? Right? But there's no argument anymore. Like, it speeds up the game. I, I like that because sometimes tennis, not to me, I, I love watching it, but is that a, is that what can you really argue about in tennis? I guess. Not well, to I think a high stakes pickleball match between you and Johnny Mac would just be. Yeah. Must see TV. Thanks, Maxie. Thanks, Maxie. <laughs> but yeah, I just I, I miss yeah. the arguments of like, fuck you. That what was can it. you really say to the ref anymore? Just to kind of you know nothing. Your girl had a little snap show, right? Like semis. She went and just broke a racket in the back. She went yeah. back to take a leak and came out and just smashed a racket. Yeah, right. she's she hits the ball hard, man. Yeah, she's a, I love watching her play tennis. How she came back in that semifinal against uh, Gra- was it Graves? What was the what was the female girl's name? Not Graves. It was her keys. Yeah. He's he's had her on the ropes. Five three, match point, game set, and she fought back, kicked her ass the tiebreaker. Like these women, they impressed me so much. But um, I, I don't know if I love the electronics ups. I I I, I know I'm never I'm not going to change it, but I miss a good old fashioned throw the racket and yell at the fucking. Do they even need the person up there anymore? What are they called? The judge or what are they called? Yeah, line judge. No, that's he's, not. He's line the chair judge. judge. Chair judge. Call the chair. I think. Do I they need know. them? Just that, to I say, just made that up. Just to say. 1530. That's yeah. all they do. Dude. Let first Advantage Jokovic. <laughs> and then another thing is like the fans are getting fired up and the players. Quiet, please. One thing what the players said about, yeah, about US Open is the atmosphere. I get it. We don't want them yelling when they're going to hit the ball, but like these, some of these chair judges, if that's what they're called or whatever, they're all over the fans right away. Yeah. Give, give them a couple seconds to hoot and holler. The players love it. Like, you know quiet, what? please. Uh, please quiet. No, I read an article saying that the the new drink that they were serving at the U.S. Open this year was getting everyone just pinned. Good, and so all the fucking people in there, the spectators, were getting a little rowdy. Like it's you, you got to know when. Listen, if they're, if they're about to throw it up, but like right away, they're like quiet, please. Like after a big shot, like come on, let them cheer a little bit, and then. But I guess if you give them an inch, maybe they'll yeah, you know, take. It's always a while. been a very classy sport. What do uh, what do the ball? girls and boys get paid are they volunteer because i like to put an apple watch on them they're fucking digging around what do you think is that a volunteer job or that's uh yeah they're probably the local tennis like tennis club kids right they're probably all like tennis players yeah getting a chance to do that i mean what a what a gig to I see that jimmy butler doing some stuff out there with it like training to be a ball ball boy oh he was yeah, yeah. well that was what's cool about the u.s opens leading up to it they had all these celebs playing like little you know celeb two-on-two games and 
and they were all mic'd up. Like I saw Alcaraz playing Butler and they each had a microphone on and they were like talking to the crowd during the game. So that's, yeah, it's a nice way to kind of implement some little fan experience. I'm just saying if you're a ball girl or ball boy, yeah. you, you can't take a shift off. You got to be paying attention. I mean, you got to be hustling back to your spot on your knees, up over, bing, bing, ball to them. How, and and let, let me ask you something. Like, what are they looking at with the fucking balls? All right? I'll tell you. No, Alcaraz, I, I got a little pet people at Alcaraz. You don't need to look at four fucking nuggets. Well, what's the difference? You're going to say one's got more hair on it or something? Yeah, so that's it's funny, but that's Come what on. they do. When you play pickleball, do you care like if one bounces or not? No, unless it's, if the ball is broke, we get rid of it. Other than that, I'm fucking ready to serve. Yeah, so he's looking at these balls because he knows... You know, I, oh, I can only pick two. Hey, eh? your guy, you only have two two balls. And he goes, I want the one that has the least amount of hair. So the one that's been roughed up the most, I want that to serve first because it's going to go faster. And then I want the hairy one, Harry, hi, Harry Dunn. I want that one to be my spinny second serve so I can get the most hair on the racket, make it spin. Gotcha. And then the other one, get the fuck out of here. He throws the other one in the corner. So how, how long... Like, I felt like me ball, the changeovers were how long? Like, how long? Do they play a full a full set with the balls and changeover? Oh, no, they do um, 19 games. 19 games, okay. Yeah. It's something like a 16 games that, in the that first set. Right. That felt right. That's that's about when they would sit down and do a little changeover and get some new nuggets in there. Yeah. it's It starts off like 16 and it goes to 19. I looked this up because yeah. it was no, funny. No, that feels right from just watching. Yeah. That feels right. But um, congrats to both the winners. It was unbelievable. And speaking of unbelievable up dog. Uh, the DraftKings app. We talked about being in the state of Colorado. Great state. Um, we could use a DraftKings app. Listen, if you live in a state in the USA or you're in Ontario and you're not using the DraftKings app and you're still using some degenerate bookie, come on, give your head a shake. I mean, the bet, like, you can bet on every point. You can bet on the live betting is way easier than any other site. Um, you can let, you can leave comments on there. You can chirp other people betting your stuff. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is get out there, get the DraftKings app because Updog, you would agree. It's so clean. It's so smooth. And the, I feel like it, there's more of an advantage to betting on that than with your degenerate bookie. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I also there's there's something to say about m like missing the game, the start of the game, and not being able to bet it. Yeah. Where, by the way, the, you're right about the live betting is like say you do want to just see how this game starts. Get a feel. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers blows his Achilles. You're like, okay, the Lions. Yeah. Thank I would take. I would have changed the Buffalo right. You there. could change. It's like let me see the first play of the game and see how it's gonna. Sh you know, see the atmosphere out there and then then make your decision on the bet. Yeah. You kind of, you know, it's, and I just, you know, I sit there and kind of think, okay, what do I want? What do I want? Then boom, kickoff starts. I'm like, shoot, I wish I had the DraftKings app for that live bet. Totally. So anyway, that's that's one thing, but you're right. Just the the way the software works, the way the algorithms are, it's fast, it's quick, um, bet responsible. Bet responsibly, promo code Curfew Kings. Hey, uh, the Jets Super Bowl odds went from like what? They were like, so now they're like thirty-five to one or something. But if you're the Jets, what do you go out? Maybe go get like a, go get like a Jameis Winston. You know, Tom Brady, Cam Newton. What's Cam Newton doing? I mean, they don't need. I love Aaron Rodgers, but the way their defense looked and the way they can run the Nugget, they don't need fucking like. No, they went sixteen to one to thirty-five to one. Yeah, thanks, Max. Matt Ryan. He's done. Matty Ice. Is he done? I think Matty Ice is probably done. Yeah. Has he been working out? What about Brady? Brady, imagine Brady just said, but he owns part of the Vegas uh, Vegas Raiders now. So I don't know if an owner could play for another team. Is that allowed? He'd probably have to sell his shares in the fucking Vegas team. But yeah, unless he bought him under an LLC. Imagine oh, Brady. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Rivers. He's got he's 10 got, kids. Yeah, yeah. He's got more on his plate than the updog. He's, 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 he's a paycheck. paycheck. <laughs> that, you may be right about that. He's like, God. 
Um, up dog, you want to talk a little hockey here, fella? I'm sure. 50 minutes in here, we haven't talked to think about hockey. <laughs> um, well, the season hasn't started the yet. The season so that's... hasn't started yet. The boys are back at camp. Yep. Um, I was talking to Killer. I was like, hey, how's those skates? He's like, yeah, yeah, get in there, get a little skate. Eh? A veteran guy. I'm like, don't, don't, don't overdo it early in the camp. No, sure. Uh, back up the brakes truck presented by our good friends at Life Force. Uh, listen, we talked to a doctor in Aspen and how one thing he said is how important it is to get your blood drawn quarterly. He gave us like four keys to, to, to you know, getting ahead of the curve of, yeah. of cancer and all this stuff. And blood work was one of them. It was he said, tough. get your blood work done four times a year. Life Force, I'm about to get mine done again. I've been slipping on it, but up dog, it's important, man. It and is. we were going, me and you were sitting there looking through all of our stuff, going over with this doctor. Um, so get them, check it out. Use the promo code curfew, but life force, man. The biomarkers that they check are ones that are, they're crucial. They're crucial to see. You want to monitor these life forces every quarter. They check your blood and compare it to how you're, how you're progressing. And, uh, for you and me in our forties now, it's, it's important. Well, you're not there yet, pal. Yeah, you're getting there. I got a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks and then, uh, I'll you know, be, what do they say over We're the, trying to figure out what to do for you. Over the hill or on top of the mountain. Pain in my ass. Are we, to be honest with are we over the hill or on top of the mountain? We're over the fuck. I don't think Give me so. a kick. Ah. Give me a kick down the mountain. We'll see how this pans out in the next couple of weeks. But I think we're on top of uh, the mountain. But, um, Did you feel like you're on top of the mountain this morning? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, not when the guy's roofers came over and said, you need a whole new roof. I'm like, oh, God. You're like, let me just put a little duct tape on it. Maybe I should send the bill to the guys I bought my house from. For. Did anyway. you know you spelled duct tape D-U-C-T? Did you know that? That's duct it's ducked. I always thought it was duct tape. <laughs> yeah. It's ducked. Hey, did you know that? Did yeah. you guys know that? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I guess I'm the only fucking idiot that didn't know that. I don't know. I thought that. it was throw a little duct tape on it. Yeah, yeah. It's ducked. It's when, ducked. When did you have to go buy some duct tape? No, listen, Berard and, and Loops are on this. They, they yeah. showed this guy from, I don't know what fucking league it was, but he had duct tape around his fucking ankles <laughs> to fucking here. And Loops spelt the D-U-C-T. And I was like, fucking Loops. I should have known the guy's... Yeah, uh, he, I want him to start blogging for Mr. Curfew, but I don't think we can afford him. Great writer, great texter. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a better writer, I think he is sometimes, than maybe a uh, speaker. Yeah, thank you. Um, he, I'm like, he's wrong. So I went back, said duct tape, and then Berard spelt it, spelt it the same way. And I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And sure enough, I was wrong. What duct, guy was he taped duct. around his, his ankles for hockey? Buddy, you look at this. This guy was standing in front of the net. <laughs> <laughs> was it like white or colored duct Wait, tape? It or was, was fucking duct duct tape is more expensive than athletic, athletic tape. tape. Look at this fucking guy's duct tape around his fucking ankles up. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a professional game, too. I, I don't know how professional it is, but yeah, <laughs> they may be getting paid, but look at that duct tape on there, bud. I don't know what league it is. Tag it, buddy. Francis Lassard. That was a tough guy back in the day. Wasn't it? That's a, that's a lot of duct tape. So you knew that. Did you I know did, that? Don't I lie did. to me, man. You're my guy. Duct, duct tape. Duct. I, I did, but it would have taken a minute to like, Unless I, you know, spell check this thing and go, what the? I always know. thought it was duct tape. Give me the old duct Thank tape. Thank God we clarified that. Let's clarify something here. Back up the Brinks truck presented by Life Force. Jake Sanderson, listen, I want everyone to get paid. I want everyone to make as much money as you can because you're going to be sitting here like me and the updog. I'm 40. He's about to be 40. He's complaining about his roof keeping and he wishes he had made a few more scratches. But eight years, 64 and a half bananas. He's played 77 NHL games, updog. He's got four goals for 32 points. Like, I think he is going to be good, and, and maybe the cap's going to go up, and they're thinking this will be a steal. But I, the, the old school guy in me, you know, the Ottawa Senators, a lot of pressure on these kids now. I love their captain, Brady Kachuk. I hope Sanderson turns out to be the player he is, but 64 bananas to me, 
I don't know, man. 77 games played. I, I don't know. We'll see how it pans out, but that's a lot of dope. Count his goals on four, one hand. Four, four goals. goals. Um, what stands out to me is this guy now, as of next year, will be making as much or just a little bit less than Kale McCarr. Wow. That's wild. Um, the philosophy behind this stuff, I just don't get... I, I, who, who's got the crystal ball, really, right? Like, well, what are these... What are these people thinking that the cap goes up tremendously in the next four or five years? Do like, hockey players sit at a camp like football or basketball or any of that? Huh? Do, do, do hockey players sit at a camp like any of the NFL, NFL or NBA guys? Do they hold out? Like hold out. Um, there's there's always threats they do. I yes. Mean, Ze- uh, Zegers is on his way to holding out here. Zegers is on, on our, our yeah. he doesn't have a deal, so Zegers right. maybe hold out. Uh, the last big holdout, Max, was, to answer your question, Nylander? was William Nylander. He went down to the very last day. So the way it works in the NHL is you have to like December something. And then if he doesn't sign by then, he's done Can't for the play. year. Yeah. Can't play. So yeah, Max, there has been a few guys sit out, but not like, not well, like, like the NFL where it's, it's like, like every year there's a handful of guys that are sitting at a camp. camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys don't have much power, bargaining power. And, and like, you know, the proof is in kind of the stats or the pudding here where their stats, if they're the same as other guys, like arbitration just usually gives them, um, you know, the set price is take it or leave it type right. deal. But in this case, this kid like is a second year, third year yeah, player. Yeah, first round pick. It's, it's Dad's Derek Sanderson used to play. I think we, you might have played against him. You played against everyone. Um, okay, well, first he round got pick. traded for loops. Derek Sanderson? Yeah, we traded him from Philly to Edmonton for loops. And, you know, Yoni Pitkin in, it was for Jeff, Jeff Sanderson? Jeff Sanderson. Yeah, not this, Derek Sanderson. My bad. Jeff yeah, Sanderson. Jeff Sanderson's kid. Wow. So listen, I'm, I'm happy for this kid. Fucking enjoy it's fun. Edmonton. Then. Get you treat yourself to a nice cottage. No, he's American. He plays for his American born kid. Oh, so while he's playing in the US. But... Yeah. Okay. But let, let's put it in perspective. Kale McCarr makes nine bananas. This guy's making eight. Petro Angelo is making eight point eight million. That's crazy. For the next four years. Yeah. Now Sanderson's not even in the same ballpark as this guy. Like, what's wrong with a three year deal at five million a year? And if he does prove you wrong, then you say, hey, okay, buddy, fine. All right, the cap went up and cost us Instead of, you know, now he's eight, now he's making maybe 10. But I think if he's only on a three-year deal, it, I, I don't know. I just question their develop. Like, is he going to be as hungry to develop? I, I don't know. Pull up, pull up. You got this Ottawa Senators up, the cap-friendly stuff? I do. Well, how many guys in their top five now are making all the money? Brady? It's funny you say that. So there was a thing that, you know, the Leafs get a lot of heat. About, yeah. Yeah. So now, basically, Stutzel. Stutzel. Brady Kachuk. Kachuk um... I guess Batherson you want to throw in there. No, no, no. He's a free. He's a first year. No, go Shabbat. to the D. Shabbat. How much is he making? Eight. eight. See, so eight. Yeah. Sanderson, eight. Yeah. Chickren, 4.6. That's not bad. But basically in Stutzel or Stutzel, Kachuk, Shabbat, um, Sanderson, and one more guy. I think the count of Batherson. I think that's who they counted. They're basically, they got $42 million tied up or something like that, or $43 million tied up. And basically not even one full line. Yeah. I mean, this guy, Pierre Dorian, gave all these boys, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plans out. And like I said, up dog, I'm happy for him. I just, as an old player, ex-player sitting here, I don't know. It just seems to give these guys that much is, is a lot of money. So uh, I know this is old news, fellas, but we haven't been in the studio. Uh, we've been out there just enjoying the fire things of the National League. Austin Matthews, I was wrong. I said he was going to L.A., they did trade every guy in LA. I thought they were going to trade, but they traded him to Winnipeg for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, okay, that's how, you know. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, man, Brad Tree Living, I would love to get Brad on here. Maybe you can reach out to Brad. I would yeah. love to get this guy on here because what he's come in here and done under the gun, I don't know if him and Matthews, you know, when he went out to Scottsdale to meet with Matthews, Matthews might have said, you know, the old Jerry Maguire, my world, my word is salt as oak. But he rolled the dice. Four years, 53 bananas, 13 and a half. It's a great deal for Matthews. It's a great deal for the Leafs. I don't know. I, I, I guess he was true. Up dog and loved it, but I was shocked that he, I don't know. I thought he'd want to go play in the States. I mean, the Leafs are ready to rock, my man. I think four years puts him into what thirty-one years old. I think it's a it's a perfect deal for for him. It's yeah. a perfect deal for both sides and for the people. He deserves to make the most money in the league now. Coming up every time you come up to free agency, which is why you got to give him credit for what he did last time, mm. three-year deal or four-year deal again. Every time you step up to the plate as the top guy, you're going to get paid. So uh, the deal fits for me. I think um, you know Connor McDavid, McKinnon now. Uh, these guys all making the top money. They're all the best players in the league. They're all the young guys that, that are going to carry this league in the next generation. He deserves it. And I think Toronto, Toronto's in a spot where it's it's still do or die, but they're not giving a guy eight years. Like if if they gave him eight years and it doesn't work out, they just get, you, you get screwed. So this works for me for both. Yeah, I agree. I think Brad Trulium has done a hell of a job here. Listen, they got him for five years, right? He's got one year left at 11.6 on his last deal. John Tavares, Guy plays his balls off. He's got two years left at 11. He's going to come off the books in two years. What is Brad going to do with William Nylander, right? That, to me, is Brad's next big move. I guess he's not in a hurry, right? He's got him He's got him locked up for this year. Then he is UFA. Could maybe make a deal at the deadline. Maybe gets a deal done. But to me, and I like think William Nylander's a good player, I still think the Leafs still need a big, big right-handed D-man of some sort. I like I like the I like the um Klingberg signing. He's not the answer yeah. to to like the long term, no, but no, cuz the playoff time is battles. It's yeah. it's you need big strong Petrangelo type players. The guys that like eat the minutes, exactly. win the puck battles. Exactly. That's how you win hockey games the playoffs. I guess I'm saying is in 2 years the cap's supposed to go up, you know, 5 million dollars or whatever. If the Leafs decide to let Tavares leave, there's 11 million dollars coming off the books. I I don't know. I think Brad for a guy who was taking on something that was like, holy shit, can now sit back because of this Matthews deal and be like, all right, I got my guy signed. We got Marner signed. Kept the coach. I got my guy, kept his coach, and the cap's going to go up. And, and in two years, you got Tavares coming off the books at 11 bananas. I don't know, man. Brad, yeah. he, this guy seems to know what's up. I know. Well, it didn't quite work out in Calgary the way I know. It, uh, but, I, know. I mean, but he was things aren't perfect in Calgary for other reasons than just personnel. It's not maybe it's not personnel. Maybe it's maybe it's the rink. Maybe it's a little few other things. Yeah. But listen, I like Brad Tree Living. I had him as assistant GM in Phoenix. Like, you know, um guys guys buttoned up, he's smart, well respected. I think the player's gonna play hard for him. Yeah, I've never I will never forget when he called me. I was in Cabo with you coming back from Cabo. I'm like, fuck up, dog. Maybe I didn't get bought out here. Landon John Wayne, I got like ten missed calls. Call Brad back, and he's like, you know what, Obi, I, I liked you in Phoenix. I liked you here and there. Uh, but as much as you hate Bob Hartley, he hates you just as much. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to buy you out. I'm like, yeah, I, I figured as much. But I bumped into him in the in the elevator at the Battle of Alberta, and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah, how's Up Dog doing? I said, good. He said, I, I, I know what you guys are doing. Um, keep it up. So I, I think Brad's done a great job to Matthews. That's a lot of bananas. Now it goes Matthews, McKinnon, McDavid, Panarin, Carlson. These guys are making some fucking bread up, dog. Yeah, it's good to see. Maybe one of them wants to cover the cost of my roof. <laughs> I think they might. I, I think if you text Drew Downey, he might. Uh, I listen. I, I just wanted to parlay 
back up the Brinks truck and you know I got to give credit. I got Alan Walsh is the guy who tweeted this. Like him, hate him, love him. I don't know the fucking guy. Um, one thing I will say is he he's not scared to, to speak his mind. No, you're right. You know he's probably right. not a huge Batman fan. Um, but look, if you look at these revenues by the league, National Football League sixteen billion, Major League Baseball ten billion, NBA eight billion, National Hockey League five billion dollars in revenue. And then you look at the highest paid guys in each league, Burrow in the NFL, 55, Scherzer, 43, Steph Curry, 51, Matthews, 13. I get it. In basketball, there's only 12 players. I get it. Their TV deal their TV deal is better. I get it. Canada, the Canadian dollar, I get all that. But to me, up dog, that to me screams luxury tax, man. If I'm a player, you know, I, I hate the hard cap when it came in. I still hate the hard cap. When I look at those numbers, if you're an Austin Matthews, a Connor McDavid, a Nathan McKinnon, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just it's, think this hard cap's got to go. It's luxury tax city, but I, I don't know if it'll ever happen under Batman. Well, you got to think it's something that's going to be addressed with our new PA leadership, with yeah. our new- Marty Walsh. Marty Walsh. Um, this is something that you want to see these guys creep up into the top paid athletes in the world because they are some of the best, most gifted athletes in the world. And our game is a beautiful sport. We need to find ways to continue to grow it. World Cup being one, playing overseas to- getting back in the Olympics, um, all these things need to happen. But, you know, inching up, revenues continue to grow. Uh, they got to find ways, the league has to find ways to implement. Okay, you want to have uh, a couple extra million bucks to spend? Share it with the bottom guys, but find a way to pay these players. Find totally. a way to get them. And if I'm the owner, if I'm Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, or I'm the owner of the Rangers, who owns the Rangers? Is Dolan or whoever owns the Rangers? James Dolan. And it comes to trade deadline, and they say, hey, you can't go out and get, you know, I mean, there's ways around it. Jury did this with Kane, but I'm just thinking, like, if I'm owners of these big boy teams, too, yeah. why, why wouldn't I want a luxury tax? You know, I'm trying totally. to win a Stanley Cup. I make more money than you. That's the fucking way of the world, up dog. You know, I was joking about not being able to afford to live in Aspen. I accept that. I can't afford it. Fuck Columbus Blue Jackets. Sorry, you can't afford to have the payroll that Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. I mean, that's life. So to me, I, I've never been a few fan of the hard cap. Like, when you look at the NBA making eight billion in revenue and the NHL made five, like does that not surprise you that it's only three billion dollars more in the NBA? Is that because they're paying their guys so much though? Like if you looked at it from the owner's perspective of the NBA, they're like, we're paying our guys too much. They're bleeding this dry, right? I mean, what Princey's got here is a list of revenue. I mean, if it's revenue, it's money brought in to the company and it's not considering money spent. That's just money in their pocket. Yeah. yeah. So so we gotta figure that if they are paying the Kevin Durant's fifty million, Steph Curry's fifty million, that these guys there's a way to mix in, you know, so an NHL player is making $15 million and that the next best guy is making Listen, $10. i am saying that fucking McDavid and Matthews and the should boys should be making, making 15 20, 20 bananas. bananas. Yeah. 20 mil. That's what I think those boys should be making. Totally. 20 They'll fucking be going on vacations bucks. with the boys. Like, listen, 12 is good, but, and, and people are going to be like, oh, these fucking guys, they made millions. Playing. And, and we're lucky, but remember, tax cut in half, agency, can't play forever. Like we're very lucky to make the money we've made playing hockey, but at the same time, these guys are elite athletes. You're telling me Connor McDavid is not as elite athlete as Steph Curry? Yeah, of course she is. No, I know. Like I, I just think where there's smoke, there's fire, and 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 Alan Walsh dug this up. Think about what you want of him. I don't know, up dog. If I was if I was a big boy in the NHL, I'd be talking to Marty Walsh and being like, I don't know, man. Not that math was ever my best subject, up dog. That's okay. Those numbers didn't have me, to be, but those numbers to me kind of looked like you know. They look well, a little fabricated, don't they? They look uh, like there might be 
We hiding a few bucks in the in the back of his pocket. Strike, eh? <laughs> <laughs> strike. I say strike. Come boys. on, boys. There's only one option here. I strike, strike, boys. We'll make a missing missing curfew league, boys. We'll get paid blue lights. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, our boy Rick Talkett, Uh, he kind of teased this up for us. He did at the end sure of the did. season. Uh, I'm a former Canuck. You had a little cup of coffee there. You you know what it's like to be in that dressing room. Uh, Quinn Hughes is named the captain. Like this kid. When Rick Talkett said the way he said about him at the end of the year, to me, it was a no-brainer. I love that they named him right away, right before camp starts. Get it out of the way. This is our captain. Let's fucking go. I believe in Rick Talkett. I believe in Quinn Hughes uh, just because of what Talk said. And I love that they have a captain. Um, and I, I think he's going to embrace it, man. Uh, I'm happy for him. Listen, this guy, he's a born leader, Obes. We I met his old man in Nashville. His dad has taught these kids how to play hockey, how to be good good friends, good teammates, good brothers. Um, after hearing talk speak uh, just about the the surprise, right? The surprise and the leadership qualities this kid carries. Yeah. Uh, just how good he is in practice, off the ice, on the ice. Um, to me, he's a buttoned-up kid. He's been in the league now probably six years. He's uh, He's right for the job. And he's got a lot on his shoulders, right? And There's happy. a lot of demand. You know this in Vancouver. Fans demand a lot. They need to just bounce back, have a great year. They do. Um, they need to get back on the right path. There's a lot on his shoulders, but congrats to him. It's an honor to wear the C in the NHL, especially for a Canadian team, and um, good for him. It's a great point by you when he brought up the media and something that I, I, I didn't even think of. His day-to-day stuff just changed a lot in Vancouver. Yeah, he's got to talk every morning at practice, every morning skate, after every game, and when shit hits the fan, they're going to come to him right away. So obviously, toxic, he can handle it. They got him, you know, they went out and got Carson Soucy, who I think is going to probably start with Quinn Hughes. Big body. Um, I love this Quinn Hughes' game. Yep. He's gotten better defensively. Uh, he's gotten better on the PK. Uh, I, I love it, but it's a great point by you. The media, treat him with kindness. It's all treat, yeah, yeah. Be good to him. Beat him with kindness. Be good to, be good to him. Good luck to talk to the boys up there. Last but not least, here up, dog. The NHL and NHL PA announced finally. I know this is old too, but we haven't been in the studio that there's going to be a World Cup in February 2025. Thank, fact. Uh, projected squads here. Listen, I know we're Canadian lads, fella, but I look at these teams here and, and USA versus Canada. First thing I think of when I look at Canada is who the fuck is going to play goalie for us? Look at those guys. Skinner, Kempford, I love you, Binner, but I mean, I don't know. Do we have a tendy? Not yet. It's we, up for grabs. Do we have a tendy? You got any pads? We have a tendy. <laughs> I, I, Fire some pads on, bud. You got a couple of years. And when I look at Team USA, I mean, obviously Kachucks, Matthews, Hughes, Eichel, um, Kyle Connor, and then to me, their back end. This is where, listen, we got McDavid, we got McKinnon, we got Crosby. I'm not saying we still got the best players on the planet. But when you look at their back end of, of projected Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, Slavin, McAvoy, Wersniewski. Uh, Wersniewski. Wersniewski, thank you. And yep. Truba. Yep. To me, that's a pretty decent back end there, man. And, I, and I, you know, I'm not saying Candace isn't good, but to me, that's a pretty good back end. I mean, I just look at Kale McCarr, though, and I'm like, God, it's, he's, he's a nice addition to have. Listen, um, I, I, I sort of cut you off, but I yeah. sent these teams to loops. I said, who wins? He said, the guy who's got the team that's got number 97 on it. And at the end of the day, but with the goaltenders that we have, and it's no disrespect to the guys, they're in the league. Uh, but McDavid may have to get five points a night if, if, you know, I just never thought Canada would be in this position come goaltending. I want to just watch both of these teams play right now. I know. Why can't we? We should have just a little North American Cup. This is this is epic. I would see some of these names. Uh, I mean, Hyman to me, that's a wow. Our boy Clayton Keller's on there. 
I, I know Zach Hyman, like maybe projected with Connor McDavid and Mitch Marner. That to me, I, I don't know. Let's fix that line. <laughs> but let's fix that line. You don't like Hyman on there, do you? I, I mean, he's a great player, two-way player, but fire him down on the fourth line, no? This guy, whoever, this is via Sportsnet. These guys got Bedard on the third line with Crosby and Marchand. Is Bedard on the team? On yeah, you're just going to put him on there to see three generations of of he's an extra guy of Sid McDavid and Bedard. That's three generations right there, probably of thirty years, basically, right? Like both. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, Twenty. We got on. We got other forwards. I'll tell you what. Matthew Barzell to me is a guy that if if I had any say in the team, I would be giving him a real, real good look. So and Montour, he'd be on my squad. Monty. Yeah, he's he going to get a look. I mean, there's no Ryan O'Reilly. You got Dylan Cousins on here. I mean, listen, Team Canada has so many options, but it's exciting, Uppy. Yep. It's interesting. I mean, Team USA, they've come a long way. They got Jerseys a great. would look sick. I mean, fuck, I'm with you. I wish they could play right now. I agree. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking put my money on Team Canada. I'm just saying, don't sleep on the USA squad. I like. I mean, we've seen these American kids hang out together. They got a good little chemistry going. I'm going to say one thing too, Tom Wilson. I I, I might have been uh, on Team Canada for a little. Hey, Tom, you mean you probably won't play every night, fella. But if if when we play Team USA, you're in there and do your thing. What's what what do they got to lay on the line for guys like Tom Wilson to go out and try to like put guys through the wall? Like, is there money or is it? Well, just for him to have the opportunity to play for Team Canada Olympics would be. I know, but like, if you would have said. That mean you were even having this conversation that Tom Wilson should be on Team Canada when he came yeah. to the league, we would have been like, no, no chance. But you think like McDavid looks at Wilson and goes like, I want you to run like, you know, I want you to run over Jack Hughes today. Like, you I, know what I mean? Like, is, is, will that be talked about or is it just like, guys, let's go out there, move the puck and like score more goals in them and let's like, you know, win this thing. Or guys like, let's let's bury these guys. <laughs> I think you got to have Willie on there just for the old Kachuk brothers there. Keep the old, yeah, you know see? Because I mean? Maddie and Brady are going to. Oh, those guys will just be. They'll be laughing out there. They'll be loving it. I mean, you don't think Maddie and Brady are be licking their chops to get out there and do everything they can against McDavid? Imagine, so imagine it is. uh, Your boy Tage Thompson's on this team too. He's sick. Listen to these centers. Imagine Binner is in that and and then you got Maddie Kachuk in front of him. It'd be just, it'd be hilarious. Like this is via Bleacher Report. Yeah. Just down the pipe, Matthews, Hughes, Eichel, Thompson. I would go Matthews, Eichel, then Hughes or Thompson, whatever you want. But those four legit, legit centers, man. And then you look at Canada, McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby. I'm going to put Ryan O'Reilly there as my fourth line center just because he's a fucking beauty. But yeah, I don't know. Ups. It's good for the game, man. I'm happy that they're they're doing it. Um, I guess we got to wait till 20. That kind of gets the hair on your arse standing up. Think about hockey like that again. I mean, it's been so long. It's not regular season stuff. That's epic stuff. This is going to be it's a playoff. Winter Olympics. I guess is what they're saying. I don't a World know. Cup of hockey. A World Cup of hockey by year 2025. 2025 around the corner. It's just around. We're still on the mountain, bud. Speaking of something just around the corner, lunch is just around the corner, buddy, because I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Maxi, fella, good to be back here. Studio looks great. Look at my hole in one fucking picture. Up dog put in there for me. Team of guy. Course, buddy. Tailor made. The bags look sick. Up your hair looks sick. Love you, buddy. Uh, it's almost hockey season. Always being fun in here, fella. Let's go. Missing curfew. Yo, 
talking right ho, ooh, had to catch a flight for the night show, ooh.